2: Minnesota sports fans, we know all too well how it feels to sign up for a lifetime of purple pain. Welcome to Before We Die with Jesse and Thor on Purple Daily and Score North.
0: Good afternoon, good evening, good Monday, good morrow to every single one of you. I'm watching too much Game of Thrones, guys. I got issues there. Uh, This is Purple Dailies Before We Die and Score North. I'm Jesse Pierce from NHL.com and Bar Down Beauties, shaking it out with the Minnesota Vikings, trying not to be like this guy behind me here. Please disregard that it is a Chris Carter jersey. I have nothing but love for him. But before we die, that's the theme of the show. He's Thor Nystrom from Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros. Winning Money. We don't need to talk about it when you win, though, Thor. I actually much prefer it when you lose and I win because those are the types of bets that I personally enjoy placing. And then we also have Ross Brendel, our lovely producer. He enjoys Vikings pain because why, Ross?
2: It lets me know I'm still (laughs) alive.
0: Again, Good night
2: and good luck, by the way, off of your uh, opening intro there. Good night (laughs) and good luck.
0: You like that? That was good. I used to want to be... On like Dateline and stuff and be all serious. And then I was like, nah, this is way more fun. Like, why would you want to cover Keith, that?
2: Keith Morrison, baby. Keith mm-hmm. Morrison, Josh Mankowitz, Those are my besties.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: classic.
0: Love like- me some Dateline. <laughs> yeah, and this is Monday's edition of Purple Dailies. Before we die on Score North, we've got Thursday edition as well. Uh, usually we use Mondays as a wrap, you guys. But obviously the Minnesota Vikings taking their bye week, getting some relaxation in getting some arrests in. We got it. We're just going to talk about it. Let's just do it. Uh, Udo arrested in Miami at a, a nightclub for resisting arrest. Sounds like he was chatting with a gal heading into the bathroom. He had, he went into the bathroom, was told to leave. He didn't like that. Uh, you know, so that's not great, but I don't know. You guys make much of it. I mean, typically this is why coaches in the NFL hate bye weeks, right? Because it just sometimes allows players to, uh, get a little too loosey goosey. Um, but if that, you know, Udo's arrest is tamer than what we've seen in the past.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, we just don't have all the information yet, but I mean, if, if he did something that he gets, you know, charged with and it, and it's been, it's bad release the guy, Man, he barely plays anyway. He's been on, I, I think he's taken three snaps all season, but if, if it's not, if it turns out not to be serious, and it's something that, that he doesn't get in trouble for legally, Um, maybe then he can remain with the team. But, I mean, this is a case where the guy's not valuable enough to stay through off-the-field issues, if that's indeed what this is. It's
2: unfortunate because a guy put himself, it appears to be, in some sort of bad spot. However bad that spot was, I guess that will be determined here in the coming hours and days. That's the serious side of of life. The less serious side when it comes to football and the team is that it's just – it's just an unnecessary distraction. I think Mm -hmm. Kevin O'Connell talked about it last week with the guys before they went on break. I think he pretty much, I don't have his exact words, but he basically told them, Hey, you know, be safe, pay attention to what you're doing. And then this happens, but you know, I I don't like to, I don't like to say it, but it kind of is what it is. We need to learn more about it. And if, as Thor said, if it's a big deal, well then appropriate action needs to be taken. If it turns out to be some sort of, Misunderstanding or not that bad of a situation. I think you still deal with it, but maybe you deal with it in a different way. Like Thor said, I think we just need to learn more information
0: here. And maybe we
2: won't. You know, sometimes you don't, but would be nice to know a bit more.
0: I've used the men's bathroom before. I've also left when asked to leave the men's bathroom before. Your lines are shorter half the time, sometimes they're not. And that makes me cackle as much as I cackle about. What is happening in Green Bay, you guys? We uh, are seeing Aaron Rodgers falter. They get an L uh, yesterday, Sunday. Um, What's going on? Are we, I mean, you love it, right? Like, it's kind of fun to watch. But at the end of the day, are we still nervous because he's still Aaron Rodgers? And in the back of our heads, we can't have these nice things. What do we think? What are we taking? Uh, You know, not only about the Packers, and maybe we'll go through. Ross had a great idea of ranking. The current quarterbacks in our division, so we could do that, but let's start with a-, a Ron and uh Green Bay. It's kind of giddy feeling, yeah.
1: This was actually the bye week story I wanted to talk about <laughs> Sunday bye week. I can't remember a better Sunday bye week in Vikings country. You know, you, you wake up and you have the two game lead in the division with the tiebreaker, you open the windows up, it's 77 degrees in Minneapolis on Sunday. And then you sit down for some shot and and watch Aaron Rodgers and the Packers lose to the Commanders, one of the very worst teams <laughs> in the entire league, to increase the Vikings lead to three and a half games when you include the tiebreaker. And got, get some yard work done in between, you know, have a couple uh, adult cocktails maybe. What a Sunday. Fabulous times.
2: Yeah, what what went wrong for the Vikings on bye week Sunday? I, the only thing I can really think of off the top of my head is that the Giants won to keep pace with them, to move to six and one. Somehow, I think six and one, maybe five and one. Mm -hmm. Inexplicably, the Giants refused to lose, which makes no sense to me because I'm still trying to grapple with how good are the Vikings. I I do believe the Vikings are good. I don't know if they're great, but I do believe in my heart of hearts, they're better than the Giants. Yet both both teams have the same amount of losses and the NFC East is probably better than the NFC North. It's the, one bizarre
1: th- the, the, world, the one thing I want to say about that is the Giants winning is good news for the Vikings because the Vikings need the Giants to overtake the Eagles because we don't have the We will not have the tiebreaker against the Eagles, mm-hmm. whereas later this season, the Vikings are going to get the Giants and a chance to solve the smoke and mirror show that I think that the Giants are. I would rather have the Giants win in that division because I think it improves the Vikings odds potentially getting the number 1 seed. Obviously in the other two divisions. I don't even know if there's one winning record in either of the other two NFC ones. So it's between the Vikings, Eagles, Giants for that that top seed at least right now. And and because we've we've already lost the tiebreaker to the Eagles, you prefer the Giants are in that spot.
2: Jesse, you alluded to this uh early on just a few moments ago about are we worried about the Packers? Are we still worried about Aaron Rodgers? It's very interesting because yesterday I'll speak mostly to Twitter is where I saw a lot of it. And I'm not saying, you know, all the the people with blue check marks on the Twitter machine, but just a lot of people that, you know, the fans, you know, is it over? Is Green Bay's reign and era of having rock star quarterbacks finally coming to an end? Well, I mean, I think we've known for a year or two that at some point it could come to an end. I'm not willing to say it's over I think Rodgers can still be very good if he has more talent around him newsflash any quarterback tends to be a lot better when they have more talent around them and I'm not willing to say that this is it for Aaron Rodgers maybe they could go on a run this year still maybe they could put some more players around him for a run next year and I still live not to you know look way out but I still live a little bit in the doom and gloom that I'm trying to get past I think winning a Super Bowl before we die would help Mm -hmm. but people say oh well when Aaron's gone this is going to be great well I mean are are you sure Mm -hmm. they could just draft another rock star quarterback they could lock into another one so I'm not necessarily celebrating the alleged demise of the Green Bay Packers just yet that however Does not mean I'm not enjoying it. And big ups and big props to former Minnesota Vikings preseason legend, Taylor Heineke. All he does is win and compete well in big games in the NFL. So good for him. I I don't know. I'm not necessarily going to bury Aaron Rodgers, but I feel great about it. How about yourself, Jesse? You are the Packers fan of the group. Closet Packers fan. So say all the commenters on YouTube. How do you feel?
0: Um, I just, I'm not ready to bury me. I'm never ready to bury the Packers. There's just been too much history that tells us not to. Right. I mean, and again, you talked about a Ross and Thurman. We talk about it almost every week. Is this a good Minnesota Vikings team? Is this a team that can keep up this trend? Can they keep pushing forward? I mean, Or are they going to be teams of pass, past, which is 2003, 2016, where you falter and you end up not making the playoffs after going undefeated to start? And, you know, the Packers obviously play a role in that, and as do the rest of these oppositions down the stretch. So, yeah, I would agree. I'm not ready. Not to mention, I just I don't think the NFL is ready to have Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady both be struggling in the same year. And I think the NFL, as much as – we hate to admit it, probably will try to lift one of them up to the rankings that they so highly covet them to be in. Um, that's just my thought. Yeah, I, I love to see Aaron Rodgers squirm. I love to see my Packer friends just be miserable because I'm miserable as always as a Minnesota sports fan. But yeah, I, I think it's they'll figure something out. I'm sure they will until they prove me otherwise. The Green Bay Packers will figure something out to be relevant. For Correct sure me
2: if I'm wrong here, Jesse and Thor. We are, we have one more game, at least Sunday's worth of games left in October. Your four division leading quarterbacks in the NFC are our guy, Kirk Cousins, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. Well, no, sorry. Jalen hurts. And then Daniel yeah. Jones. Yeah. And then you go what? You go to the NFC South and who's leading that division? I couldn't even tell you at the moment, couldn't. which is probably an indictment on me. <laughs> and then and then you look over at the West. It's Geno Smith.
0: Yeah, I love it.
2: Who is leading the South? How do I not know this?
0: It's I'm looking, I'm oh, it's, it's still
1: the Bucks The Bucs and is the, Bucks, Tom the Bucks. They're yeah. three and, they're both 3 and 4.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I watched
2: 10 hours of football yesterday. I couldn't even tell you who's leading that crap division.
0: <laughs> it is. It's just sad. It's just sad. Uh, where do we think that golf and fields land then in your guys's power rankings of the division quarterbacks we talked about, do we put, so do we think cousins is, is he better than a Raj?
1: I'm going to Ro- go Ro- first. I'm going to put Rodgers slightly ahead of him, but it, it ain't, it ain't by much like right now. It's it, you're getting to where it's, it's razor thin. I would still slightly prefer, like, if it was a one-off for one game, I'd still take Rogers. but it's it has gotten very close.
0: Yeah. What about uh, Jared Goff, Justin Fields? Uh, well, shaking I, out where we think they're going to shake out?
1: Well, Fields, I mean, you have the enormous gap, enormous, like, multiple tiers, and then miles down, Goff would be third, and then Fields would be fourth. You can't put Fields above Goff. He hasn't really shown much so far.
2: This is true. i'm gonna I'm gonna go with fields at the bottom just because I've been surprised at how inept it's been. I don't think the Bears have done him any favors in a year and a half, so i'm I'm still trying to hold full judgment, but he's been largely inept as their starting quarterback. Goff obviously is third. He's competed in a Super Bowl. He, at times he's been very functional for the Lions at times. This is where I think it gets really interesting because, if we're talking about right now, what are the rankings in the division right now? I am very comfortable saying that Kirk cousins is the best quarterback in the division right now. He should be number one. His team is five and one. He's been our guy clutch Kirk. He's already beaten the Packers this year. I think that makes him number one, as far as just in the division. However, to Thor's point, if you start going down the list of, I need one guy to win a game. I need one guy for an entire season. I need one guy for my all-time quarterback team. Well, then every time it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. it just is though. That's, that's the facts and that's what the career States, but right now, yeah, it's Kirk cousins. And again, I don't want to be too negative. I don't think either one has been all that great, but I do think Kirk cousins has been better. So I would go cousins, a, a Ron Rogers, Jared Goff, Justin Fields.
0: I'm sticking with Thor. I got Roger's cousins, Goff, and Fields. But yeah, a Rog, not much better. You
2: hear that, Kirk? I will be your date to Pizza Ranch.
0: The sweet irony, I'm so excited for you guys to see my costume on Monday during our record for Halloween because it's going to be epic. You guys will really... It's just for the show, too. I'm making a specific costume just for Purple Dailies before we die score north and you find viewers, so... You're welcome. That one's for you. Uh, speaking of crappy Chicago Bears, uh, who are <laughs> going to be playing this evening, uh, they're 2-4 and four as of right now, probably going to lose tonight as well. Um, you know, they're one of the teams that you're looking at that they're probably, they're obviously going to be very different looking next year. But are they going to blow it up before the trade deadline, which is November 1st at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. our time. So that's one week wait. There were no trades made. Really during this bye-week for the Minnesota Vikings. Are you guys surprised at all by that? Um, and if you wanted the Vikings to make a move with this week remaining, would you look at something like the Bears? Is there anybody there I know? Uh Smith, the linebacker rookie Smith has been discussed. Running back, David Montgomery, safety, Eddie Johnson, Johnson, and Ed Rudger, Rusher. I can't speak today, guys. I'm telling you. Edge, Rusher, Robert Quinn. Uh, those names have been floated around. Would you look at Chicago doll Or would you look at the number of other teams that are struggling, like Denver and Washington and Houston and probably Vegas too?
1: There's plenty of guys that are going to be available. I don't think you need to look at at the Bears, especially because the Bears and Pace would probably make you pay a slight tax, like an mm-hmm. interdivision tax or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, th- there's there's so many guys that are available. Like, I mean, just, you know, Google mm-hmm. in, like, trade deadline candidates in the NFL. There's a million guys who who appear to be available. I, I'm not surprised the Vikings didn't make the trade in the first week or the bye week, not because that's not their prerogative. It's more that the the other teams that, that are going to be sellers. I think they're waiting until it gets closer to that day of Tuesday, October first or whatever of th- that's when those talks are going to heat up. I'm sure that Quasi, though, over this past week, used that time to start stoking those fires, calling around. Who's available at these positions? I'm This is what I'm looking for. Do you have any of those guys available? And then sort of setting it up. Who could be available? Who's a potential target? And what can we give up for, for each of these guys? And I think those discussions are going to get serious now over the next seven days. What yeah, position
0: the- are you looking at then, you guys, too? That's the other second half of my question. What position... What do you, I mean, we all know the defensive struggle. We all know the old line has obviously been a, a heavy point of contention, but are there any surprise positions that you're like, you know what, if they could go out and, you know, get X, Y, Z, that would be a better move.
1: For for me, it's either uh, inline tight end or cornerback and including slot corner. I mean, however you wanted to do that or whatever, those two or three positions, however you want to say that that's what I would be targeting. If I was them off ball linebacker, I think they could, they could, they could use an improvement there. But you're not going to blow up what you already have because you have the two established veterans starting and everybody already wants to see Asamoah on the field, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, I I think that would be difficult. At safety, you've shown, even with with scene going down, that you have depth. So I don't think they're going to address that either. The offensive line is young, appears to be coalescing, has had an enormous jump up in performance this year. I wouldn't want to blow that thing up either. Like, Mm -hmm. who who are you going to get rid of there and then try to put somebody else in? They appear to be gelling, so I wouldn't do that either. And as far as the receiver room goes... I would be using a free agent signing in that one if they're going to address it at all. The Odell Beckham thing—it—it it, sounds reports have that Justin Jefferson has been recruiting Odell Beckham. They're—they're they're very good friends. They, of course, both went to LSU. Minnesota's roster is already imbued with LSU Tigers so much show over the years that it's become a running joke. You know, the purple thing, purple down in Louisiana, and then you come up here, continue your purple career with the Vikings. Beckham would be a guy to look at there, but I wouldn't trade another draft pick for a receiver after you already did that with Ray or NFL- or whatever. Sorry.
2: <laughs> NFL trade deadline is Always so interesting, partly because it's becoming more interesting. It used to be a week four trade deadline, and you barely ever saw any trades. Well, now you're starting to see a little bit more because it got pushed back a handful of years ago. Am I surprised the Vikings didn't make a trade during the bye week? I would say mildly surprised because I do agree that there are still some areas where they could get better, but I'm not surprised from the standpoint of we still don't know if Quasey thinks that the Vikings need to get better, if he's willing to part with anything throughout the season. We just don't know that. We've never seen this from him before. So I'm not necessarily surprised when you look at it from that angle. If you pull that part out, I am mildly surprised because to Thor's point, I think the production at tight end is lacking. Can you expect to bring somebody in midseason? It's going to get better. I don't know. I kind of think that that's a cohesion thing with the quarterback. So I don't know realistically how much better it could get do you need another cornerback yeah I think you probably do but again realistically who's out there that's going to make a big difference linebacker I agree with it's going to be very interesting to see between now and November 1st if they bring in a player and just exactly if they do what do they give up to get one are, are we talking about a sixth round pick for just a depth corner or are we talking about a I don't know, a third or fourth round, more high value pick for a player that they value. That to me is almost more interesting than the trade is. What do they, what do they want to give up to try and make their roster better? And what are they comfortable with?
0: Well, right. And I think,
1: Just responding to Ross, I think another factor, Ross mentioned moving back to trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Another big one is now you have specific front offices that don't value draft picks as high or they value them more as trade assets than they do holding on to them and trying to find your own guys in the draft. Used to be that that draft picks were even more valuable where there was a more uniform idea of the of the front offices around the NFL of the value of them. But now you have, especially because of less need and how much success the the Rams had with McVay and stuff of trading those draft picks for veterans when they were getting mocked in the moment. And then of course the Rams end up winning the Super Bowl. You started to see more of this draft pick trading for some uh, front offices. Um, And of course, Kevin O'Connell, his mentor is, is McVay. And he was on the coaching staffs when they were doing that. And another one, a a sort of brother of of that coaching tree that the Shanahan one, the 49ers now are doing the exact same things with their picks. They traded the multiple first rounders in the past. That, that was a draft day trade with Lance, but they, they're also using their ancillary picks to try to pick up veterans, uh, Christian McCaffrey being the most recent one. So, so, so they're, you know, that opens up the possibility of having more uh, tr- uh, part dance partners, right, if, if not everyone is is, you know, viewing draft pick value the exact same way.
0: Thor got a thunder stealing my thunder because that's exactly what I was going to discuss. Thank you, Thor. No, it does. I mean, you have to look at the different, are you, how much do you value your draft picks? How much do you value getting your guys in there? How confident are you in that? And again, me coming from the NHL, it's a totally different world. I mean, draft picks were not considered. And again, those are 18 year old kids where at NFL, those guys are ready to come in. So that that is something to be considered. And then I think also Quake's looking at, again, like we all are, is this the team that can get you there? Are you just that one piece away or are you a couple pieces away? I always am a firm believer. If you're just one piece away, then absolutely go for it. Go and do the big signing hit, hit a home run, right? Do something kind of maybe a little crazy. If you think you're one piece away from actually winning that championship at the end of the season, if you're more than one piece away, be smart about it. It takes a little bit more tact, I think in those situations, because then you will have the offseason. You've got the draft, you've got everything else that you can use to build and go for next year. Now, again, I'm sure everybody's screaming at me at home and in the comments, feel free to drop the comments uh, that no, you got to go for it every year. You got to go big. Let's go. Vikings are going to win. But I'm just saying, you got to be cognizant of what you have, what you're going to do in the future and in the present. It all works out. Smarter minds than me will figure it out. I do have a funny story about OBJ, who I also would love to see be a real possibility here. I had a friend from high school talking sports with me. Well, I think she knows sports pretty well, so I'm not going to drag her completely through the mud. But she was saying, yeah, I can't believe they got OBJ. And she was dead serious. Like she's talking to me like, can't believe he's here on the Minnesota Vikings. And I am sitting there like how much have I not been paying attention on the Twitter sphere? I took one night off to go to a Timberwolves game. And all of a sudden we have OB like, I'm like, there's no way. And so I Google it turns out her 10 year old son and husband. were just playing a trick on her. Mind you, she's a Chicago <laughs> bears fan. So I imagine she deserved it very handily. Uh, but I'm sure those kids will not be getting the best of lunches for the next few days as she was tricked. But yes, no
2: Halloween candy, no for Halloween
0: them. candy. Do you think if Oda Beckham Jr. Came here and I, and I only bring this up because I saw, um, someone and by someone, I mean, my husband criticized my three deep Viking shirt that I have, right? Because obviously three deep is an homage to very, very good Minnesota Vikings players back in the day. Do you think that would make a real three deep threat as close to what that three deep threat was back in the day or not so much, or do you think they already have the three deep threat?
1: As no, I, no, I mean, it would definitely help. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Osborne, you're, I was hoping he was going to take another jump up. Yeah. That that really hasn't happened this season. I So I, I think you can uh, do Beckham, especially if you don't trade for the tight end, right? Because you know the, the, then the math of how many guys can get on the field starts to get affected. But we're especially with where the tight end room is right now, you could use another difference maker at receiver. And in particular, when you think about the opposing defensive machinations to take away Jefferson, where you double team him, the more talent you have at your second receiver and your third receiver, the way better off you're going to be because those guys are only going to be facing single coverage. That's something that Beckham feasted on his entire career. Obviously, he's older now and he's coming off of a knee injury, but if, if your medical team thinks that that it's sound, yeah, he can still beat single coverage.
0: I like it. All right, now on to our next segment of the day. Comments from YouTube, bro.
1: Comments from YouTube.
0: Look at that. We are on the game. We are on the button game today. Let's go, Ross. What you got for us? We're
2: doing the best weekend. We feel good. We feel relaxed after a <laughs> nice, refreshing weekend. Uh-huh. All three today. I'll, I'll say one serious, one funny, one mildly serious, and funny. Which one do you want first? Should we start serious. Yeah. All right. Noah Welch on the YouTube machine. I'll say this you cannot appreciate greatness, championships at its fullest without experiencing trauma. Oh, boy, do we know that. If the Vikings do at some point win a Super Bowl, then this will all be worth it, and us Vikings fans will be more happy for our championship more than any fan base ever has. Do you agree or disagree? I couldn't agree with that comment more. It's almost like I wrote it and I didn't. (laughs) Noah Welch did, but I've been saying that for years. I don't know when the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's this year. I don't know if it's 60 years from now. I hope one thing, I'm alive to see it, hence before we die. I just want to see it. I want to be a part of it. And I know we'll have a ton of fun when it happens. So props to Noah. I agree with him.
1: Noah's a thousand percent right. I mean, you go back to when the Red Sox won their first World Series when they had not won one in a hundred years or whatever. That city just went ballistic. There's a difference between that and I mean, same city with the New England Patriots when they had won their like fourth Super Bowl of of the Belichick and Brady era. You didn't see the same, you know, celebrations on the streets that you had for the first one or certainly for for the Red Sox. If the Vikings break their own curse, uh, watch out in the streets of Minneapolis. It is going to be wild here.
0: I I think the only thing that might come close into comparison, and again, imagine that Jesse's going to bring up a hockey team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. If the Toronto Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup, that would be very close because for the past few years, they have been one of the best teams in the league and cannot get out of the first round of the playoffs. And that's got to be just so painful, especially for such a hot, hockey-centric city like Toronto. That would be the only close comparison. But Toronto also has one in the past. See, that's where it's always like with the Vikings. It's tough, right? Because it's like we we just need this. Now, I know people want to bring up that one championship of sorts, but I'm we're talking Lombardi era, correct? That's what we're trying to say. Yes. Like, this is what we're referring to. So, it being a first, I'm sure there would be a lot of tears, a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions that I don't think people would know what to do with, right? Which can be good and can be bad because you want to, you know, respect your city, but you also know people get a little crazy. We get a little rowdy over well.
2: There. And, and think about it at some point it becomes maybe slightly more than football. When you talk about the family yeah. connections, you know, I know my, my dad and I huge Vikings fans. We view the game differently. You know, I think I'm jaded. My dad is jaded times a thousand yeah. when he watches Vikings games, my, my poor old man who had to watch the Vikings lose four Super Bowls. He hasn't allowed himself to think the Vikings can win a game since 2003. <laughs> he just assumes they're going to lose every game. That way when they win, he's more happy. And you know what? Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's not a bad way to go. I'll also say this about the Vikings and the Super Bowl. I've long said it's going to be against another team that hasn't won a Super Bowl. Almost mm-hmm. happened a few years ago. We almost had Jaguars and Vikings. Could potentially happen this year. Could be Buffalo and Minnesota, in which I say the final score of that game will be four to two or five to three. <laughs> because neither, neither franchise can comprehend and no table
0: Bowl. is safe in Russ, and Russ,
1: t- tell your old man to get ready for playoff football again with the vikings this year five and eleven three and a half game lead in the nfc uh north with five and Ringer. one Five. Did, I didn't say five and one, five, he said and, one. five said and 11, 11. man. <laughs> oh, I, okay. Dyslexia over here, but five, <laughs> five, five and one. And, and here's what I think why I said 11, seven of the final 11 games on the schedule. Here are the quarterbacks. The Vikings will face. This is coming from our buddy. Will Reg. It's on Twitter. Taylor Heineke, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Jared Goff, Sam Ellinger, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields. It is gonna take a miracle to get the Vikings out of the playoffs at at this point. I, I think we can start making making plans, at least for the first round, if they don't get the bye.
2: Yeah, and hopefully, more than likely, hopefully, should at least be one home playoff game. I want to get through two more comments here from YouTube. John Marshall Wells the Fifth, I believe that's what the IV Roman numeral is, right?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm, a, bad at
2: that. I'm a Lakeville grad, so I can only do actual numbers that are in front of me, not yeah. in Roman numerals. So I'm sorry to John Marshall Wells, the fifth, I believe. <laughs> uh, giving us a little clarification on Duval. Oh,
0: yes, yes.
2: I live in Duval, Florida. By the way, props to everybody who commented on our last show, what county they were listening to and are listening from and in what state. I've lived here for over 10 years now, and I can honestly say I still don't fully understand the chant, but from what I gather, it's because almost the entire county of Duval is in Jacksonville. Also happy to inform you that I'm just one of a few Vikings fans in Jacksonville. No, sorry. He's not just one of a few. He's one of many. There's tons of us here and two Navy bases. Awesome. That has a lot to do with Vikings fans in Florida. Sweet skull,
1: skull nation, baby skull. Yeah. Na- we're all we're, over, we're especially, in the, warm, all especially
2: over. in the warm weather states. And we <laughs> traveled,
1: right. we traveled too. Remember in the dolphins game, people were tweeting, There's so there's so much purple here. Yeah, how, how do all these Vikings yeah. fans get here? Mm-hmm. Vikings fans travel.
2: Can we just do one as a group and then I'll be done with Duval for the rest of the year? Sure. A- on the count of three, can we all just do Duval? Okay, yes. yep.
0: All right, one, two, three, du- Duval. Can we just acknowledge how beautiful that was? Like we were all that was good. close to on pitch, same timing. I'm proud of you guys. I also so, want to point out
2: are. Duval came up just one yard short from really helping out the Vikings yesterday. If you look at it the way I view it and not the way Thor views it, I was just looking at <laughs> getting the Giants out of the way of the two seed, but they held out at the one yard line yesterday. Here's the final one from Jason Barham. I believe I may have quoted him a week or two ago jason quote there he is again lol love the show and the weekly appearance by the young one end quote
0: i think you will notice that he is not here today he was... we, we got I a new like lock him. on
2: the door what do no, we do
0: I, again so guys this is a barn door let me show you know what a barn door is like it's the yeah slides Yep. Yeah, it's because we have good lighting in here and i like it and so there's no lock. I don't know what kind of locking mechanism you need on a barn door like that. But no, uh, instead, it is markers and uh, like a whole bunch of stuff that I normally don't let him play with unsupervised. That's what he's doing right now. So I'm either going to have a completely redecorated kitchen um, or or not. It's a risk that I was willing to take for you guys so I could focus on uh, before we die.
2: Well, here here's what I'm going to tell you, Thor. I don't know if there's any random family members, pets or anything in your environment. <laughs> Whenever I record this podcast from my home estate, which will happen in the coming weeks, I'll make sure a cat randomly appears. That's the yeah. best that I can do.
0: That's
1: we, good. We got a cat in here too. And, and kitty don't get to come in here when we're recording. Right. <laughs> kitty, Kitty's a bit of a hellion. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. it loves to jump up on the, especially if you're not paying attention to the cat. It wants to sit right on the keyboard, which mm-hmm. is, that's that, that's a no go. So, yeah, we got to what how
2: um, describe Kitty's range. Is he is Kitty quick off the block? What would Kitty look like on an NFL <laughs> field?
1: Oh, uh, I would say a linebacker because um, the, the the triggering downhill with Kitty gets very upset. He, you see that look in his eye, you get that crazy look and that just shoots <laughs> off the blocks really quick, triggering downhill. That's what I'd say. And, and what I'm what I'm sort of uh, I, I'm not looking forward to. I got the cat a Halloween costume. And the next time I come on here for our Halloween show, I may be just bludgeoned in the face with all the scratches I'm gonna take trying to get this on the cat, but it's gonna be hilarious if I can pull it off. So fingers crossed. Can can we
2: very quickly talk, Jesse, before we get to the before we dies or our before we dies? I love you know we're coming off of a bye week when we're breaking down the cat's lateral (laughs) speed and motion.
0: I mean in that case, I'd also like to put in my dog Brooks for nomination because we have talked for years, the way that she cuts, like she would be a heck of a running back. She's fast. She'd be a great receiver too. Like she dukes out dogs that are smaller and quicker than her. Like she has no business being as amazingly agile as she is. And, uh, she's out there impressing me every single day, mostly when she's running away from me and terrorizing the neighborhood. But that's a story. For Jesse, her.
1: is it true that on your barnyard door, it's carved in Brooks was here from your. Yeah,
0: time? it is. It okay. is. And Hudson and every other child of mine that tends to roam and interrupt me and not let me have a sane mind, you know, that's fine though. That's being one. That's being a parent. We'll blame it on
1: everyone outside of you, Jesse.
0: It is. That's that's exactly what you do. Pass the buck. Pass the buck. Love. Uh, <laughs> unhinged again this is why we're glad there will not be a bye week we will return to extra football talk come thursdays uh before we die on purple daily and score north when they host the arizona cardinals in week eight which also means they're hosting kyler murray which also means what ross what does it mean my fantasy should, football team should I? Oh my goodness. I, I
2: I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't know. What does it mean? Well, I can tell you this.
1: Obligatory fantasy football mention.
0: Maybe it was a little too big. He didn't help me out again this week. Kyler Murray has never once helped me succeed on my fantasy football team. He wasn't the only reason I lost. There were a number of reasons I lost, but I like to blame him, especially. Because wait until
1: Adonatel gets involved, Jesse.
0: I mean, I got absolutely <laughs> destroyed by the Dallas defense, and I got absolutely destroyed. I should have won. I don't even know. This is I trash. can't.
2: I can't wait for the Thor's hammers on Thursday when we have to decide will Kyler Murray throw for 400 or 500 <laughs> yards against the, I Ed will be Dias. going over on all
1: Kyler's props. i yes. just giving I'm you a spoiler for the, alert.
0: That's what's tough. I want the biggest game out of him. Just like a loss, right? Like he can go nuts. Let's have an insanely high scoring game. So I can get my fantasy points, but
1: but I hope the book puts out a uh, a zero point five for over under of how many times Kyler screams at uh, Cliff Kingsbury when he's walking off the field against the Vikings. Be great if we could see some more of that during that game. I great. I
2: think we might. I think it's getting a little dicey between those two. Jesse, it's do you test. want? Do you want to know why I was delayed on hitting your obligatory fantasy football mention? I
0: mean, I feel like you're going to tell us. So, yes. Well,
2: I think it's because I thought that this is where we were going. Time now for the Before We Die crew to give us their Before We Dies.
0: I mean, that was an even better segue than what I had set up for. Let's let's kick (laughs) it off with the Before We Dies, ladies and gentlemen. I got mine. If I can go first, can I go first?
2: Please. You. You go right ahead.
0: Christian Derrissaw, before we die, will be on the All-Pro team. I don't even say before we die. It'll be this year. I think he's going to be on the All-Pro team. I'm loving Christian Derrissaw. I think he's exceeding so many expectations. We all knew he'd grow in this this season. Not as well as he's done. So Christian Derrissaw, All-Pro baby. Mark it down. Giddy up before we die.
1: Stud. Yeah. Christian Derrissaw is a stud. Uh, mine is... It's not as much of a prediction before we die. It's more of a hope before I die. Uh, I love pumpkin flavored seasonal things around this time. Uh, you know, you got the lattes, you got the cookies, you got all this different. Even the the Febreze, I'll buy the Febreze where it smells like the pumpkins. The the flavor that stinks, the seasonal one. It's around Christmas. Nobody likes eggnog flavored things or the peppermint flavored things. Here's my proposal. I want to start the pumpkin flavored stuff a little bit earlier and I want to extend that window. I want to start it like mid September. I'm not saying all year. I'm not saying you have to have pumpkin flavored things all year. Then it wouldn't be, wouldn't be niche and fun when you get to eat it again or smell it again. But I'm saying mid September. And then we drag that thing into, into December, early December. And we have the full fall window with pumpkin flavored things and get rid of the eggnog stuff.
0: Thor Nystrom, a basic fall girl. I would have never guessed.
1: That's that's it. I'm a basic. <laughs> I'm a basic bee. <laughs> this is this
2: is really Love tough for stuff. me because I was going to close with something college football related, but now Thor's got my head all over the place. Uh the only thing I will say about, I don't know, Thanksgiving And winters and holidays and New years Eve type stuff. I do think cinnamon ice cream is really good. And you can only typically find that this time of year. I'm still going to stick with football because I'm I'm a little, little disappointed, mildly upset. I knew the Gophers would lose on Saturday at Penn State. I think I said on this podcast I'd be happy if they lost by less than 40. (laughs) I said that kind of facetiously. Barely got there. Yeah. Turns out they barely got there. (laughs) I'm going to combine two things, and I'm going to I'm going to put a disclaimer. I like PJ Fleck. I think he should be here for a long time. I think he's done a good job. I'm not asking for him to be fired. I am asking for three things. He needs a game consultant who can help him with timeouts and game management. He needs to learn how to coach to win games, not to lose games. And when they do lose games in the post game. I don't ever want to hear him use his standby phrase he uses every time. Well, I just, uh, uh, the loss is on me. I didn't do enough to help the team win. Mm -hmm. I didn't do enough to coach him up. What didn't you do? (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) Don't say that every week. Tell us what you didn't do. That's, I think that's what I want. Before I die, I want a coach in the postgame press conference to literally list off the laundry list things that they didn't do versus just the cliched statements. That's what I want. You oh, didn't please. get a
1: backup quarterback, is what it is, right? You know, I mean, that, that yeah. the kid with the Greek Dave just should not be playing right now. And uh, wish the best for Tanner Morgan in his recovery this week because the Gophers need him back badly. Mm-hmm. Say it
2: with me, Ethan Kaliak Manis. Ethan, say it, again, say it again. Ethan
0: you know what? Manus. Ethan better, kaliak Manus.
1: Ethan kaliak Kapowski.
2: Battery, <laughs> battery. Yet, let's just do this because I lied.
1: Duval, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're, I'm out. Yeah, we,
1: we've gone all the way back around yeah, on like Duval. Now yeah. we're now we're in on it.
0: It's, that means it's time for Jesse to wrap this show <laughs> and up. And <laughs> Say, <laughs> Sam Washington, which just is too hard. Washington. <laughs> um, anyway, again, this is Purple Dailies Before We Die on Score North. I'm Jesse Pierce. He's Thor Neustrom. He's Ross Brendel. Go ahead, give us a follow on our individual Twitters. Go over to our YouTube. Drop some comments. You know, let us know if you like pumpkin. I actually, I'm not a big pumpkin person. Oh, what and, a that's a terrible yeah. take. And I enjoy eggnog. <laughs> the only stars.
1: takes you've had worse on this podcast are your Pearl Packard takes. <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm excited to take over the lead of our Thor's Hammers again, which will happen after this week, but we'll get there on Thursday. Again, we will have another episode of Before We Die on Thursday, looking ahead to the Arizona Cardinals at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday. So be sure to come back then. But again, drop your comments. Let us know what you think about the show. I saw one of you said, we're starting to grow on you just like little molds. It's we're coming. We got Somebody. one. We got one. <laughs> we're still going to keep putting the content out. Uh, speaking of content, obviously go check out all of our other purple daily content, uh, whether it's ventline, whether it's Boone, whether it's Randy Dex, Judd and Phil obviously doing their thing as well. In addition to us, we're grateful to be included in the fun. So have a great rest of your day, you guys, and uh, we'll see you on Thursday.
1: Skull first place, Minnesota Vikings.
0: Mixed it up.
2: Okay. you.